hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving I'm tuned in to True North Racing Podcast That you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stop car racing Gotta get it hyped Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by Hey, True North Racing Let's go What's up, everyone, and welcome back to a new week of the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Joel Media Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. Tonight, I am going to be riding solo because um, when we record, it's always Sunday night. I've always talked about this, how we like to record on Sunday nights. And this week, uh, Megan, uh, this week at Flamborough, it is Frostoberfest Day 2. And uh, I was supposed to go. I'm going to get to that under our pace live here in just a second. So Megan Mitchell's over there enjoying that right now. This week on the show, we, uh, I'm going to actually, this week on the show, we're going to be bringing in uh, rookie, young drivers, Canadian modified driver, Jay Pepin. He's going to be joining us this week. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking to him about how he got started in racing. And uh, uh, we got a lot of questions to go on tonight. So we're not going to sit back and uh, hang out much tonight. So uh, let's dive into the pace lap. All right. So this past weekend, uh, so. Racing's done for me. I am not going to hit another track here in 2022, unfortunately. Um, just I was hoping to make it out today. I uh, picked up a new vehicle, and there's just some issues, and I'm uh, I'm gonna be getting them fixed. So um, I was unable to make it out uh, to Flamborough Speedway today to go watch some racing, uh, and I was supposed to go hang out with Justin Collison, and he was supposed to be our guest this week on a special feature. And what I'm meaning by that is that uh, we were supposed to record a whole day's episode, essentially, um, grabbing race footage from uh, Justin's point of view, from Brad Collison's point of view. And uh, then after the races were done, we were going to sit down, chat with them for a little bit about their uh, about their races, uh, about Brad's career. Um, and what um, their plans for ne- the fall- next year. Uh, unfortunately, that was just not in the cards for me to go. Um, and that's okay. There's always next year. Um, as things look up for next year, it's going to be... I-, I say this, some things are going to look a little different next year. Um, Saturday, Jacqueline, myself, we met up with uh, our co-host Megan and her boyfriend Garrison. Went out for dinner and uh enjoyed some mini golf and i love hanging out with them they're they're so they're so much fun people um so yeah megan we do hang outside of the outside of the podcast sometimes uh i love hanging out with them they're 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 so there's man the conversation just never stops with them i love it especially once it gets started it it doesn't uh it definitely doesn't uh um slow down um that's for damn sure and i love it i love hanging out with them Hopefully we can get to do uh, some more of those here soon. Um, I would love to do a Joe Media rundown <laughs> right now, uh, but uh, I- I've been busy today. I've been cleaning my kids' room all day, uh, so like it- it's 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 a mess behind me right now, which is fine. But uh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, it was th- about an hour ago. This room was just a complete disaster. I wasn't even sure if I was going to be here on time to start recording uh, to to be able to uh, get this uh, to get this in on time. 
uh, CVM update Wednesday. So when this airs, so tomorrow, October 5th, uh, anyone who wants to be a part of the Canadian Modifieds, anyone who is a member of the CVMs, we will be having our annual general meeting down at Flamborough Speedway at 7 p.m., 7 o'clock. Make sure you guys are there in the Turn 1 VIP Tower. Anyone who's interested, uh, head on down, and you're going to get some information. We're going to have our uh, annual general meeting. We're going to have uh, elections for next year. And we're going to talk about the 2022 season plus banquet information. Um, I, this is going to be a quick one. So anyways, that's it for our pace lab. Why don't we just jump over to uh, checkers, or raker, checkers or Wreckers. So this is our first new edition of the Checkers or Wreckers. Um, if you guys had heard before, we are going to be bringing it back. This time with a twist. That's right. You fans are going to be the ones involved here. I kind of put out something earlier today to give it a test run um, because I was unsure if I was even going to be airing an episode, if Megan was going to be back in time. So we just I decided to go ahead with this um, tonight. Uh, so I put out there, if you got any questions for me, shoot them in. I'll answer them the best I can. If not, I already got a question from Scott Pro, and he is uh, <laughs> he's going to make me work because uh, you guys will hear the question a little bit, but I'm not going to put any uh, comments on it just because uh, I want to understand what his question is before I answer it blindly. So, uh, like I said, so this one's going to be a little bit of a twist. So checkers, we like it. Wreckers, we don't like it. Uh, and again, the topics that we're going to be discussing on this going forward are all going to be from you guys. So make sure every Sunday, submit them in. So, yeah, submit them in. And Megan and myself will talk about them on the show. So let's let's dive into this one. So we got some questions lined up for me here. And uh, I didn't, I never thought some of these questions would come in. So William underscore Trillium on Instagram goes, what is your favorite series to watch? Oh, boy, that's a loaded question because I'm a fan of racing in general. Uh, you don't really catch me just... I'll say I like NASCAR one week because they put on a hell of a race. One week I'll say they put on APC. Now, APC has to be on a short bull ring for me to really get involved in. Really, really enjoy. So I'm like a Sun, uh, Peterborough, Sobble, Flambro. It's got to be tight. You can't get away from the person. Um, lately, I've been really enjoying the dirt stuff uh, for the past four years-ish. I want to say I've been enjoying the, a lot more of the dirt stuff. It's been so much fun. I I, I I love going. I know Jacqueline was going because we set certain areas, you know, you can get hit with dirt and that's what she loves. Um, I, I'm just a fan of racing. I, I don't really have a favorite series to watch as long as it puts on solid racing. It could be the pure stocks. Could be the mini stocks. Could be the super stocks. Could be the street stocks over on the dirt side. Could be crate sprints when we could be. The 360s could be APC, could be the Pinty series. Um, I'm just a fan of racing, so <laughs> they, I don't really have a favorite one to watch. Our next question comes from Dante Kispe, who is one of our guests on the show. Uh, with four races to go, how do you make of Dante's 2022 performance? And I'm assuming that says tie in the championship. Uh, Dante, man, you've had a hell of a year. Uh, I love seeing your race updates every weekend uh, when you have gone racing. 
it is uh it truly it, it truly gets me into the karting side of it and i love watching you i love seeing the the race reports and seeing you up on that podium you're doing a great job man uh keep it up uh Next question comes to us from our, a good friend of ours named Rob Twitchett. If I could race any series, if I, if I could race any series, uh, any car, series, budget, worldwide, what would it be? Oh. Any series, any budget. Oh, that's a loaded question. I don't... Uh, I, everyone all, all the time it's like yeah, I would love to race cup but I I I don't want to I think if I was to race any car series budget it would probably be uh super late models or pro late models and just touring and, and you know any big race um, or even a local race, depending on where we're traveling to. Uh, that's probably what, that's probably what I would do is probably run a pro later, a super late model, um, and just run anywhere, you know, Canada, us, any big events. You just see me traveling. That's it. Same question. Just local. And this also came in from Rob. Ah, man, I would. It's almost seem as a given because I've talked about it before. I would have to say the Canadian Vintage Modifieds. Uh, for myself, that's one of the earliest divisions. Yeah, it's one of the earliest divisions that I can remember watching, besides the the late models. Because uh, I first, when I first started getting with uh, David Elliott, uh, I would have to say the Canadian Vintage Modifieds or the Pro Challenge, the Ontario Pro Challenge. I love the series. I love the um, just both cars, both series, just they're just amazing to me. I love the aspect of them. I love the way they race. Um, or a Legends car, <laughs> Legends Ontario Pro Challenge, or a CVM are the three series I would love to get into. Um, because though just to me those three divisions are just absolutely amazing. Just love the the cars in general, what it takes. Um. But yeah, that's definitely what those are. Those are the ones I would drive. Uh, our last question comes into us from Scott Pro, and this is the one I was telling about earlier that I am not going to answer tonight. I am going to do my research this week and probably answer it on next week's show. So this one he goes, "State of the crate: Is it time to start allowing LS or import-based engines into start car stock car racing? Australia, and New Zealand have gone Nissan and Toyota-based V8s for their super stock racing divisions with success." And they're also still carbureted. Scott, I would love to answer that question. I told you I was gonna if I had time tonight, <laughs> I was gonna uh, I would answer it. Uh, that is a question I'm gonna be waiting for next week, and that is strictly because I do have no clue about it. Uh, I'm gonna look into it more before I make a comment on that. Uh, but those are our questions this week for essentially our first edition of Checkers and Wreckers. Uh, if you guys got a racing topic you want to talk about here on you want us to talk about here on the show, reach out to us on Sundays. I will put a post out before we put our guest post out uh, to let you guys know who our guest will be. There will be a post early in the day saying 
show uh send us your racing topics for us to discuss on the show uh thank you to william dante rob scott for all submitting questions and uh yeah, like i said check back next week i think uh i got really nothing else to talk about tonight because unfortunately like i said megan's not here she's over enjoying Frosttoberfest. so let's bring in our guest this week jay pepin all right guys this week on the true north racing podcast we are bringing in the driver, the number 43 from the Young Drivers Canadian Modified, Jay Pepin. Jay, how are you, man? Good, John. Uh, thanks for having me, and I appreciate it. No problem. I know this was last minute. I'm really sorry. Um, the the way the deal was supposed to work today was completely different. Uh, but uh, I had I, you've been requested by a number of guys throughout the season to come on, uh, and most of them actually asking questions tonight. There's been a couple who missed. But that's fine. Um, yeah, man. Uh, 2022 year, you were a rookie for the Young Drivers Canadian Vision Modified. First of all, how did your season turn out? Well, thanks for having me. First of all, I really appreciate it. And uh, last minute or not, it's, a, it's an honor to be here with uh, your podcast. I listen all the time. So I really appreciate you having me. Um, the season's been great. Like, it was... Uh, it was great. Like it was uh, obviously a huge learning curve, but uh, uh, I think it was a successful season. I learned a lot, uh, had a lot of ups and downs, and uh, overall, I thought it was a great year. That's awesome, man. Because like I, I met you the last race of twenty twenty one, and that was just after you bought what was the thirty nine car. Now it's forty three car. Um, you bought it. I was able to come up there and introduce myself to you. Um, and from right off the bat, I can tell like you were excited to be a part of this club. And uh, 2022 proved that, uh, you know, you, you learned a lot really quickly. And uh, I, it was it was a pleasure to watch you each week and see how, how you progressed to racing these racing these things. Yeah, it was uh, it was something that I really didn't think would come so quickly with purchasing the vehicle. I mean, I was um, I, I saw one of the fan questions, so I'm probably going to answer this question a little bit. So, our our fellow racer and a good friend of mine, Steve Murdoch, asked a question like, "How did I get into the hobby cars?" So, the slash CVMs is uh, I was actually helping those guys out. So I was I was with the 42 and the seven. I quit Murdoch and helping those guys out last year. And, and um, you know, uh, being in the pits with them and, and spotting for them. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I got a first look at the, at the club and, and how it, it went. And I, I mean, everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, but I came from the karting world. So I was running go-karts and things like that. So being introduced to the, the hobby scene was a pretty cool thing. And, uh, being involved with that. So obviously it's so easy to fall in love with these things. Right. I mean, for obvious reasons. So, and the atmosphere at flying speedway. So, um, when I got the chance and I, I just jumped all over it and, uh, the, the opportunity came up and I just didn't let it go about the car. You know what? That, that, that may, that, it, that makes a lot of sense because first of all, the, these cars are absolutely amazing. Second of all, I love Steve and Quentin. They are abs- absolutely incredible people. Um, and like I said, like I said, I, it was 
it was awesome seeing you get back behind your game, but sorry, get back behind the wheel, behind the wheel of one of these things last year. Um, and you just, you just, uh, alluded to there for a minute. You started off in go-karting. How long have you been go-karting? When did it start? Let's let, let, let's jump all the way back to the beginning here. When did you first get involved in racing and how old were you? So, so I was, I don't know, I guess I was maybe gosh, 13, 14. And at that point I was already, maybe a lot of people don't know this, but I was already involved, like heavily involved with hockey and lacrosse, uh, box lacrosse. So I was a, an athlete in both those sports, like pretty heavily. And, uh, but I always had a love for, uh, auto racing and cars and, and, and my parents were just the background wasn't racing. So, uh, they really frowned upon, uh, the racing aspect. So, so and I excelled at those sports and um they just did not want me involved in it but I got into a couple of years maybe I don't know two three years of carding it was great I did it on the side whenever I could and then it got shut down so like my my other sports kind of elevated and I, I ended up having a pretty good career in both of those so I ended up playing a little bit of professional lacrosse and it was it was what it was good it was great but I always had my love for racing um obviously followed nascar and dirt racing i i, I lived in the agri area so i went to Maryville a lot watched a lot of the uh, dirt track racing there so um obviously heckling my mom and dad for years like that i want it and it never really happened but uh, as i aged and i had my own kids and uh things developed um i always had a love for it and then my daughter one day was well she was doing another sport one day and she had a medical issue and her, her knees were pretty uh were pretty banged up so i said hey let's let's get into some racing so it kind of was like my little in get back into it and uh my daughter got into it and uh she ended up loving it uh so i was with her doing karting at uh, flamborough speedway <clears throat> waterloo regional car club there our local uh our car club so she ended up doing that and then i ended up getting back into the seat so to speak so she was like hey i heard you race and let's let's get you back in the seat so i ended up doing that for a few years and um so i i basically had a short-lived career in racing physically but i always had a love for it but uh and like i said earlier then i kind of gravitated myself to the hobby club and um and that's where i am now like that i ended up buying the car so i still race a few races here and there with carts um uh love doing it it's, it's been fun i raced one race this year with the club um actually our my cvm sponsor wild one day painting actually sponsored the race event and, and uh it was a fun day i actually won the race so it was pretty it's pretty good day so that's kind of my short-lived career in racing but um always had a love for it okay so let, we're gonna jump back here because that's a lot to unpack because so when you said you played a little bit of professional of hockey and lacrosse, where did you play? Well, not so much hockey. So I, I uh, lacrosse a little bit. I um, I played uh, junior hockey uh, and, and 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 junior lacrosse. Won national championships in both those sports. I had wow. a debilitating back injury. A pretty uh, had a, a severe injury. It's a degenerative injury that I've had my whole life. Um, I had surgery on it maybe about eight years ago to finally correct it. I had uh, my lower back fused. Um, so, yeah, my hockey career got cut a little bit short just due to that. Uh, lacrosse, I took a, a brief break. 
um, and then played some pro lacrosse in the uh, major league series here in Ontario. Uh, just the back couldn't handle it, uh, all that run concrete. So um, you're probably thinking, well, wow, powering doesn't help the body much either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. I was thinking that. I was like, man, like this racing stuff, if you, if you hit hard enough into one of these walls, it's, it's not a good feeling either. No, it's not a good feeling, and I've done all that too, so we can get into that in a bit, but it's um, it's tougher. I mean, when you're young, right, you're like a piece of rubber, so it's it doesn't really yeah. hurt for as long, but as you age a little bit, uh, things hurt a little bit longer, but um, yeah, I don't know. As I aged, uh, you know, I got my back fixed, and I was always in decent shape, and uh, being an athlete, so um, the <laughs> it's funny because people say, why don't you do a little bit more carding than the cars? It's like the cars are a little more for F suspension. And uh, I mean, the carts are pretty stiff. So like you're basically the suspension in those things. So like going back to my race this summer, uh, I heard for a couple of days after, like it, it bounced you around. So it's, uh, they're, they're not easy to do. So if anybody races the hobbies or any other cars and they haven't raced carts, like they, they do a number on you. So that's, uh, it, it's a lot for sure. Absolutely. Like you said, like it's, it's, like you said, I mean, you do one thing, it hurts the back. You do another thing, it's still going to hurt your back. Um, but unfortunately, at least you were able to get it corrected. You're able to um, continue on and, and do some of the stuff you got to do. And so you said that the track you, you were go-karting at first, it shut down. What track was that? Uh, it was basically up in Hamilton at the okay. end of the track there up on the mountain there so yeah when i was younger i was racing up there okay and yeah. what year was that just out of curiosity so we can timeline your your racing career here smokes like oh 88 89 ish maybe okay a few years back here so i was maybe <laughs> 12 12 to 14 maybe something like that yeah like i said i wasn't allowed to really do full time like it was really, it was a headache. I, I kind of had to lean off for friends and, and stuff and, and like kind of tail them. And, and uh, the parents really didn't want me to do that. Right. So it was a tough gig for sure. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now let's now go through here. Cause now we, I, I want to get back up to kind of current times. Um, you're, so how long were you helping the Murdochs before you decided these are the cars I want to get into. Honestly, like a year, like oh yeah, literally a year. So we got to the track for carding on the season, and I know Quentin was still uh, running the odd cart uh, race. And Steve, as you know, Steve and Sandy basically have a home address at the track, right? So yeah. they're always uh, hanging out and stuff. So I already knew them from the carding world. And then uh, one day they just said to me, "Hey, like, why don't you like hang out tonight?" I'm like, "For what?" And then they basically just said, hey, the, the hobbies, like we're running those. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 okay. So I ended up said, yeah, I'll help out. I just stayed, and literally that was it. Once I was there that one night, like that was it. But the only time that I actually had an interaction with a hobby car, I saw, I literally saw, it was, it, well, now I know, it was TJ Marshall at the track. And all of a sudden I see this hot rod going around the track, and this thing was insane. And I was right at the, I think between turn two and three down the straightaway, watching this thing go by. I'm like, this is insane. So that was kind of like my first forte with these hobbies. And then with being so up close with the Murdochs, um, 
it was nuts. It was like one year, not even. Oh, wow. And you yep. haven't regretted it since, have you? No. So, <laughs> no, like not at all. Like, this has been the greatest, uh, one of the greatest things that changed my life. Um, I, like I said, I was racing carts that year and I was helping the Murdochs. And then, unfortunately, so, so my mom passed away in July of like last year, so 2021. Mm-hmm. The year went on and then mom passed. Is one thing that she told me before she passed. She's like, you know, just live your life. Like, just have fun. Do what you want to do. And so when that happened, it actually, it really hit me right after a month after she passed. I'm like, you know what? What am I waiting for? I want to do this. Let's just do this. Yeah. And then when I heard the car came up for sale, she came right to my mind. So that was a big, big reason I bought the car. So I, I, I do owe it to my mom. Like she's the reason why I literally pulled the trigger and bought the car and I have no regrets, zero regrets. I raced in her honor. I got her sticker on my car, on my trailer. And she's a huge reason as to why I do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, you know, I, I lost my mom over 10 years ago and it's, and it's tough. And, you know, they, and they always tell you, live your life. That was the same thing my mom told me like a day before she passed. Same thing. Just live your life. I'm like, okay. And so, you know, it's, it's awesome that, you know, you're racing in her honor. Cause I, that I'm sure she's looking down on you and just cheering you on each time you hit the track. Um, but I do want to say my condolences to you uh, uh, in regards to your mom. Uh, Thank you. Oh man, didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want to hit the soft spot there tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, it, but it, it, it but really it, it works. It's perfect. It's a huge. Re- it's the reason that I'm in those cars. Um, yeah, yeah. People, you're not the first one to ask me well, why in the world would you buy one of these. It's, it's <laughs> my mom. That's just that's the reason. Uh, obviously, the Murdochs got me towards the club, um, and I love them for it. But my mom made me pull the trigger. Uh, the one thing I got to get started on that here, I think in the next week or so, I got, I got to talk to some people, maybe on Wednesday, I'll talk, I'll hang back and talk to, uh, some of the committee members. Cause for anyone who's listening to this for the first time, I'm also the media guy for the young drivers can even modify. So like, it's kind of funny for me asking some of these questions to you because I know the answer because of watching you all, <laughs> all 14 events this year. Sure. But at the same time, it gives me a chance to give to find better insight on your season. And, and because I feel like we had one of the craziest seasons uh, in recent memory, as far as I can think of. We had 14 events. We had, I think I saw on AJ's post, like 27 features. Um, six cars ran the entire season. And that was including yourself. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't. We we had a crazy, crazy year. And I I will always joke because, and again, this is going back to Steve, because I know Steve's probably going to listen to this. Uh, I always joked with Steve Murdoch a lot that he was a mid-pack car. <laughs> just, just, just busting his, just busting his balls just because I could. 
and he goes out there and wins that feature early on in the season. I literally walked to, I, I was cheering for him. I was like, Oh my God, he's going to win. He's going to win. Then he wins. And I walk away. And I'm like, damn it. I can't say a damn thing to him anymore about him being a mid pack car. Cause he, <laughs> he really, he ran a good chunk of that race up front. Um, but obviously going from helping the Murdochs to chasing them, what, you know, how, what, what, how much fun has that been throughout the season for you? It's been incredible. Honestly, it's it's funny you say that because Steve and I and even Sandy and, and Quentin and I talk about that a lot. So it, it's been cool. And back to that 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 feature that he won, uh, like he was over the moon and he came out of the car and we parked beside each other. And the first thing he said was he mentioned your name saying he's got nothing on it now. Right. So it was pretty cool. to hear. <laughs> I had a little insight into that. So um, that's fun. But um, no, it's like, I mean, Quentin. Quinton's in the upper echelon of this club. Let's face it, right? This guy's oh, right yeah. at the front all the time. Um, Steve has been running up there too, uh, not as often as, as Q, right? But uh, so I've had some privileges to run with uh, with Steve uh, here and there. So uh, touching on what you asked, that that's been great. Um, I've had a, a great time running with him. Uh, the track photographer grabs a few pics of me and him together on the track, so we share that. It, it's pretty cool. So uh he and, and to them to uh they love it as much as i do uh sending me pictures and things and you know it's it's been great for them they're just great people right so they just uh they love they love the sport and and um they love that i've actually been able to get into a car and, and do it with them for sure and throughout this season so far what has been some of the biggest lessons you've learned coming from karting up to these up to these full-size cars the biggest lessons i've learned i mean it's uh, these things are super powerful right like i mean obviously the cards don't have as much power um with the cards a lot of it's maintaining your speed so the less you break the less you turn the faster you go because uh, you're limited with power on those um but these cars have a ton of power they're going to exceed they're going to exceed what what the track allows so you really have to um focus on how to drive the car and they're super sensitive so any minor changes that you make uh make a huge change into how the car handles uh, carts are going right left right left 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 right right whatever right where these things is you're going left it's just left and some people uh, even friends of mine make fun of me oh you're just turning left you're just going left how easy is that not it's it's tough it, it's it's really tough so if, um it's a big transition so um i think respecting the cars um knowing that you're 10 feet away from a concrete wall um that humbles you real quick because if you want to get cocky you make mistakes or get arrogant uh you're gonna pay so uh in carts you don't have that luxury you're just gonna go into some tires you're gonna go in some grass uh you're not really gonna wreck your cart so um, even though there's a lot less protection, uh, I would rather take that than going into the wall, which I've already done this year practice. So, uh, it's not fun. So yeah, that's the biggest thing I learned respect the vehicles. They got a boatload of power. Oh, for sure. Cause you guys are running a 602 crate on six inch tires, eight inch tires. Oh, Something I can't like remember. I think eight. Yeah. I think eight. I, I'm about to pull up my damn rule book that I'm stepping on right now to find out the damn tire yeah. size. And they're, uh, and they're, right so we're not running slicks either so 
uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of slip and slide, and so it's uh, it's pretty crazy, right? The carts are obviously slick, so um, a lot different, a lot different. Oh yeah, it's it's one of the things that's always drew drew me to the club was the history aspect of it because I may be only thirty, I may have only been around the sport for about fifteen years, but the one thing I always admit is I love the history of certain cars, certain divisions. And to me, the CVMs are like that area that I like to contain because to me, one, they're absolutely gorgeous cars. You are not going to find two of them alike on the racetrack. I don't think we even have, I don't think we even had two that were the same all season. And even though some of them may are, are running almost, you know, the same motor, same rear end, same, you know, underneath stuff, the cars are very much completely different and they'll drive completely different. And so like for me, it's this division's always held a special place in my heart ever since I first started getting into racing because these things are, they remind you of a time gone past, but we're also not a a show up and show kind of class. When we go out there, we're racing. And we got, you know, it's... did you get involved in any hard wrecks this year? Like, I'm not saying hard wrecks, but just any, re- like, just impacts. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, um... yeah. I remember the one now. I remember yeah. one of them. Yeah, one was a pretty decent one, and then uh, one was too minor, but it, it clipped me out of the race. But, but uh, yeah, I can't remember which race it was, but we were literally on the start. We were, we were like, literally the pace truck went off the track, and we were getting ready to rock and roll. And uh, I can't remember. I think I was on the outside, and uh, we started going. And then, uh, actually, 42, the Steve Murdoch, uh, ended up 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 off of turn four into the wall immediately came down the track the 19 clipped them and i was full throttle another car went out from us so then all of a sudden the 19 is right in my view and i hit the brakes and completely drilled them in the rear end and uh that was a big one yeah so i was busy working on the car yeah that was a good one i wasn't there for that night that's why i don't remember that one so much yeah that was the that was the first feature that night and then uh one where uh the second one was when the 03 Jake Gilbert's engine expired and then the, yeah. 17, the 17 got caught in it. And then I, I hit the oil, uh, literally just clipped my front tire on the wall. Like I literally just slowly clipped it, but it broke the, uh, uh, the lower radius or amount. So yeah, I was out for that, but that was it pretty much. You, yeah. you, you kept your nose clean. I, and I got him at that. And one of the, and this is, this isn't, I'm, I'm wearing my Joe media hat. Actually, no, I can't even wear that right now. Damn it. This is a fan perspective. I'm not wearing a Joe Media hat. I'm not wearing a CVM hat. All right. I, I do have to say that you have one of the nicest cars on the track all year. I love that black and green look. The 43, it looked phenomenal out there. Um, I remember when you sent me pictures before the season started, and you're like, shh, don't share these. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's a one badass looking car, even though it's just like a flat black with just the, oh. What Great honor. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. 
I was gonna, and I, I, I forgot for a hot second that you're also a Joe Media driver this year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, so I couldn't say I have my Joe Media hat on because, uh, you are one of our one of our six CVM drivers we had this year. Yeah. So, uh, don't want to be playing favoritisms <laughs> among the division. Uh, but you know, you guys had, you guys had a great year in terms of how in my opinion for a learning year for for your first year in one of these things i feel like you had a great year um near the end when you started starting up where they told like hey you're starting pole i it was great to see you starting out front i was so excited when i saw that um that first time you had a, you started out front how was that feeling for you it was exciting it was um I mean, I know I saw a couple of the, I, I saw a couple of the questions. So you're, you're kind of eating it <laughs> like co-drivers and fellow drivers are asking tonight, but um, I might be repeating myself later, but that was a big thing. And like, I think I should have did that a little earlier in the season. Um, but I, I just wanted to take my time. This is not a sprint. Uh, like I'm hoping my CVM career is not a sprint. It's, it's more of a marathon and like, Taking your time, learning the ropes, uh, learning the drivers, respecting the veterans um, is a big deal. So for me, I think I took extra time, maybe scratching throughout the year. Um, and then finally realizing, you know what, I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm going to do this. And then having the respect of the veterans, knowing that uh, they know what I'm going to do at the front. Um, so if things kind of happen, um, they'll know how to handle things right so and uh, I think it worked out for the best um, uh, in, in that manner right so no it was exciting like it was really great to actually race like race for spots and like uh, run with you know have the have the top runners around me for a change right so uh, you know the, the eight the 15 the seven all those guys right so uh, the five like night pod so it was really fun and then that and to have the conversations with them after off track and get the feedback from them was uh, it's invaluable. So like you said, uh, a, a great learning season with different situations, right? Absolutely. Um, speaking of a question that wasn't really a question, but we're going to be, uh, someone wanted me to ask you this, but not in our fan question period, but wanted me to bring it up now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was a private message between, what the, between me and this guy here. So on Rob Twitchett's episode, Oh, here we go. <laughs> and I listened you, to that one too, yeah. Sorry? I listened to that episode too. Perfect. So he in that episode, he talked about how he was using you as his uh goalpost last benchmark. <laughs> uh what were you what first of all, what are your thoughts on Rob using you as his goalpost? Okay, man, if I can help anybody in any manner, I'm the guy. I'm a team player. <laughs> I mean, Rob's always a great guy to deal with. Yeah. Um, what are some of your benchmarks? Uh, what were some of your benchmarks throughout the 2022 season? And did you hit them? So I'm going to touch on Rob Twitcher real quick here, and I'll go to that. Um, the one thing that he said in your podcast really hit home, and that was around the time that I did take my spot. And he was the one on your podcast that said, listen, like this guy needs to take a spot. Uh, he's doing well and so like I actually had an off-track conversation with him and uh, it was really great that the feedback that I got from him and uh, his take on me uh, 
taking my spot, like racing up there with the guys, right? Because I was holding my own and I was uh, could do what I can do up there. So it was great to to, to hear that from him. So uh, to Rob, I, I I appreciate what he said to me and I took his advice and uh, it worked out well. But uh, a benchmark, um, learn as much as I could. Uh, try to suck all the information I could from all the veterans. Um, do it in a respectful way. Uh, mind, mind myself on the track. Um, I'm invited into a, a prestigious club, like you said, a, a long-lasting club. It's a privilege to drive these cars. Um, try to run as many laps as I could, regardless of the, of the finish. Um, but do it the right way. Uh, I think I did that. Um, I had a ton of support. Uh, I can get into that in a bit, but uh, yeah, like just minding myself and making sure that I did it the right way. That was so huge for me. Um, being in sports, like we alluded on earlier, it's uh, everybody has their place. Uh, when you get into something new, you have to work your way into that, that, I don't know, that, that group. Um, so you got to earn that. It's not handed to you. So um, I'm still not there yet, but um just slowly trying to make my way through. But I think that was a big thing for me for this year was uh, learn, race hard, but not get in anybody's way and do it the right way. You know, that's, that's always a good lesson to take away is make sure you do it your way in the right way. Um, it, it, I was, I was, like I said, I, like I've, I've said all year, every time I watch you go out onto that track, I'm impressed with you more and more each week you get out there and, I think one of the, maybe in the first week you took uh, your starting spot or maybe a couple weeks after, um, you went out there, you started on the front row, and you even had a lead for like at least five, six car lengths at one point for like, and held it for like two, three laps. And I'm like, yes, yes, good. <laughs> and I can't be sitting over there being biased, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm so proud of all the drivers in the Canadian Modifieds because First of all, you guys are all y'all y'all are crazy. Y'all are nuts for even driving these things. We are, um, but I respect <laughs> the hell out of y'all for driving and <laughs> for driving these things. And they and you got a lot of you guys, especially respect the history of of, of the division and the, and of these cars. Um, but like I, I t I'll tell you this: I, if I was standing there trying to record something or something like that, I'd remember like, oh yeah, inside voice because no one else is supposed to know. I. <laughs> But each, like I said, each time I saw you go out there, I was impressed with you, how you ran, how everyone else ran around you. Um, besides, who has been one of the veterans in the class that I've come up to you and really uh, taking you under their wings? They could have been driving now or, or past, but who's really come from the club and taking you under their wing and taught you some things? Honestly, like I could easily just tell you one or two guys, but honestly, there's been a ton, like a few, like, like <laughs> a veteran. You're going to, I'm going to call this guy a veteran. He's 30 years younger than me. Like Quinn, <laughs> like this, this kid knows what he's doing. Uh, TJ, like this guy gives me his time all the time. Like all the guys, Mike pod, like this guy's been racing forever. Everybody, uh, Joe Arce uh everyone uh, ricky williger uh every driver every driver has given their time to have a few words with me to talk to me about things 
Uh, I literally mean every driver. So if I miss you guys, I'm sorry. Uh, every every driver in our series I talk to, uh, Scott Tonelli, like, um, and he's a rookie too. But man, like this guy knows a lot about racing. Like everybody, uh, John, honestly, every driver, and that's a huge part of this club is that um, they're always willing to help. Absolutely. I think we're gonna jump into our fan question period. Sure. As you saw earlier today, I tagged you and I think every single post I made uh, to get the word out that you were coming on on the show tonight. Because it was so, so last minute, I wanted to make sure we got um, at least one or two usually we get fan questions. But this week we have, I, I can't even count how many we got. Like I have them up on my screen here. And sure. from where they start, I'm still not finished. All right, let her rip. So <laughs> the, first t- the first one comes from Scott Tonelli. What was one thing about piling a CVM that surprised you the most this year? Yeah, my buddy Scott. So uh, I think I touched on it earlier. So again, forgive me if I'm repeating myself. The biggest thing, the, the biggest surprise was how much power these things have. And 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 uh, man, like it's a third mile track, and you're like you're you're, you're trucking it down the the, the straightaway, and then you got to go left. So uh they're just a lot of power right and then the my the smallest changes can affect the turn so to me when i made changes and uh, learning that learning curve um to make changes it was pretty crazy because in carts there's changes but you don't feel them as much as the car so uh, to me the biggest thing was uh how powerful they were and the, and the changes that uh you make with them can drastically change how you drive our next question again comes to us from scott tonelli he goes, if you could go back to the first race with what you know now, is there anything you would do differently? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to say that I shouldn't have scratched uh, my position two-thirds of the year. I, I, I think I was just too hard on myself. Um, being a, a former athlete, I always expected – a lot of myself and i think i translated that to the cars and i shouldn't have because uh they're their own they're different um i think i i, I think i should have just believed in myself a little bit more um and maybe took my spot a little sooner in the year uh, to gain even more experience uh, no regrets but i think if that was one thing uh, that i know now that i would have done differently with my spot earlier in the year yeah sure uh, next one comes to us from Tim Martin. Did you have fun? <laughs> Tim Martin. <laughs> uh, they parked beside us all year too, eh? So twitch it. Um, I did have fun. I mean, I had a lot of fun. This has completely changed my life because being a CVM driver is not just grabbing the car and, and p- putting it on the trailer and going to race for a few hours and throwing it back in the garage. It's, it is literally uh, a year long, uh, project. Um, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, there's some nights when things don't go your way and, you know, you might be swearing or upset, but uh, it's part of the program. And, uh, but I, I had a ton of fun for sure. All right. I'm going to skip a bunch of these for right now because, uh, they're all from the same guy. Sure. Uh, yeah. We got Ricky Williger and Ian Hedwin on Instagram also go, what got, we already touched on this, but we're going to read retouch on them again. Sure. What, what got you into racing? Uh, I, I was always an NASCAR fan, even as a little kid watching Richard Petty and, 
all these guys and Donnie Allison raced when I was a kid. I was just a racer. Uh, I think I was just born in the wrong part of the continent. If I was born, so it would have got into it sooner, but um, loved racing. Um, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, I was into hockey and lacrosse and had a good career in those. And then uh, just found a time and place to get into it with my daughter. Um, yeah, she, she raced carts. So uh, yeah, got back into it that way. Uh, Steve Murdoch, what drew you to the hobby club? <laughs> well, yeah, like I, I said, am... we're going to repeat ourselves here, but that's fine. We want to make sure the these questions also get answered. Yeah, for sure. I know. Uh, I mean, great question by Steve. I think that's a loaded question, but that guy knows that, uh, um, I ended up helping the, their team and, um, you know, and, and crew and, and spotting for them. And, um, obviously got me completely and utterly in love with the club and, um, that's how I got into, uh, yeah, the hobbies. All right. We got a laundry list of questions here coming from our buddy, Rob Twitchett. Shoot. First one, what was the best advice you received this season? Well, that's from him. He told me to take my, <laughs> right. Uh, on your podcast. And he yeah. mentioned, um, and I remember listening to that and he's right. And that was the best advice I got all year, man. Like take your spot you you've earned it you've done it the right way and you know minding my business and 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 learning ever so slowly and um hearing it from my fellow racers was a good thing so that was probably the best advice i got all year all right uh next one what kept you going on the bad nights when you wanted to quit what keeps you going because there's always that hope that one day you're gonna hopefully one day not saying i will ever but you'll want to be quentin murdoch ricky williger tj marshall the guys that win steve murdoch jake gilbert mike pod guys that win races you want to be that guy so um i've won a lot in the past in sports and it's just a drive as an athlete that you want to fulfill so that's what keeps you going all right. What would what advice would you give a new person starting out in the CVMs? Don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> and I'm a hypocrite for saying that. <laughs> Hardest guy on myself. So any of my friends and family is going to listen to this. They're going to laugh right now. Um, I'm hard on myself, and I expect a lot out of myself. And I think it it hinders you. Um, and you touched on it earlier, John. That um, you said, and I appreciate your words that you said that you enjoyed watching my progress and. It is a progress. They're not easy to drive. I got into a few races this year with Pro Challenge. Uh, those are tough. Um, they're they're tough. They're tough. They're not. They're just different than a CVM. A CVM's tough. These things are volatile. Uh, if you don't drive them the right way, they'll get out from under you. They'll get upset. Um, so yeah, just be patient and enjoy it. Just take your time. Why number 43? Why 43? Uh, Richard Petty. That's it. Richard Petty. Hey, that's a simple answer. I, I figured as much because especially with the font style you had. But... That's right. He's, uh, he's the greatest. He's the king. So I my first forte in watching NASCAR, watching him race uh, as a kid. I was born in 75, so I've you're talking early 80s, mid 80s, and watching him go, that's it. It's a 43. All right. What was your best memory from 2022? 
my best memory. Um, I think one race I finished fourth. That was a great, uh, that was a great night. Um, watching my, my buddy Quentin scramble to get a rear end in his car, thinking he wouldn't race. He gets on the track and not even thinking he's going to run two laps. The guy finishes third. I uh, took away my third place, but, uh, kudos to him. That was a great night. Um, I was pretty proud of myself for, uh, that was my highest finish of the year. So, um, yeah, it was a great night. That's probably my highlight of the year. Rob Twitch had also asked this one as well. I didn't, I didn't realize it could have gone together there. Why did you pick the CVMs? Well, I'd say, like I said earlier, it's, uh, just being connected with Fox, right? With that, uh, with that closeness. Um, I wanted something that was affordable as well. Um, local, uh, they race locally, right? So, um, that was a huge thing. So I live in Niagara Falls, so I'm an hour to the track regardless. Um, so being in a traveling series, uh, some other series travel, right? Like even pro challenge, they travel a little wee bit, uh, many socks and all that. So, and man, these, these CVMs sound great. Like six oh two crates. It was just a, a mixture of, you know, the V8s. I'm a hot rodder. I love, I love muscle cars and being close by and not having to travel. So that was a big reason to uh, get into the club. What one of the 44 drivers is your favorite? <laughs> oh man. It's, it's okay. If you don't want to say Rob Twitch, cause I feel like I no. can't say that his name either. No, no, no. <laughs> on the car. What was it was on the car when he was driving? Not Connor and not Connor Ross. So yeah, it's Rob Twitchett. Like, I mean, I love Adam and Connor. These guys are great. I didn't see them as much this year, right? Yeah. Uh, I went to a few Pinty's races and, and helped out with the, the team there, but I saw Adam. But uh no, Rob was there most of the time. So uh, obviously got to chat with Rob and we pitted right next to each other. So yeah, Rob, he's a good guy. So absolutely. If you could race any class of race car at any track, what would it be? Any level, anything? any level, anything. I'm gonna, I'm not uh, I, the truck series. The truck series. I love the trucks. Does that count? Can I say yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. I watched the Talladega race today. That was a great race. Uh, or the other day, yesterday. That was a great race. Just love the trucks. I don't know what it is with them. They're they're intense. They're aggressive. Uh, good, good. Just a good series. And a local guy uh, lives in Agarna Lake here. Uh, Friesen, Jeff Friesen races in there. So, yep. uh, yeah, good series. Um, what track would it be at, though? Would it be at Dega? Would it be? I, I, I I'm going to do Daytona. Uh, too much NASCAR, like uh, NASCAR, NASCAR PlayStation. I'm always on. <laughs> That track, track, I think, on digitally anyway. So, um, yeah, I think Daytona. All right. This is the last fan question. If you could be on a better podcast than that Jomo hack, what one would it be? <laughs> uh, oh, Dirty Mo. It's, right? Absolutely. Right? right, Junior? Dirty yep. Mo. But uh, I'd rather be on Jomo. So, <laughs> Um, no, man, you run a great podcast, dude. So, uh, it's been a pleasure being here with you, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything.
Rob was trying to get back at me, but I was like, screw it, I'm putting it anyways. This is all him. All these questions. He, yeah, he sends me a laundry list. I'm like, do you have any others? Uh, and <laughs> I, I teed myself up and I was expecting it. Man, he's a beauty. He's oh, a yeah. beauty. Now, I, uh, I heard, heard through the grapevine. He, I think he's racing with us again next year. So I hope that's the case. Um, oh, it's great to race with him. I could be wrong on this, but I thought I heard that he's going to be running a few races with us. I could be wrong. Mr. Rob Twitch, did you have some explaining to do then, buddy? That's all I'm going Maybe. to tell you. Maybe. Not sure yet. <laughs> I, I got to figure out. Next year, I think we're going to have a really good season with the CVMs. I I feel like this year was just one of them, like, I, I felt like with the four in a row, one week off, then five in a, five in a row, it really deetered a lot of guys from coming out. Um. I would love to see maybe like two on one off two like kind of deal. Um, hopefully for next year, that's, that's my ideal schedules two on one off two on one off to give guys a chance to one travel if they want to and time to fix their cars. Now, how do I, I tell, tell me what you think about it? Cause I, like this is, I don't drive, but like even just showing up to the races for four in a row, then a five in a row really kicked my ass this year. Yeah, it, it, it's tough for sure because we obviously, if there's some major damage to some cars, it's sometimes it takes more than a week, obviously. So we, we saw that. The car count went down a little bit. Um, with that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a new guy. So, I I mean, I'm just telling you that uh, it was tough to keep it together for five weeks. Um, five is tough. Spread maybe three at most. Uh, for me, if you're asking me personally, three yeah. at most. But I mean, let's face it; like it's tough. Like I, I'm oh, yeah. sure the track, a lot of other series. So uh, I have no comment on on that. I got it's it's tough. I'm sure the scheduling is not easy. But in if we had to pick personally, yeah, like five is tough. Maybe three. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm a glutton for punishment. I drove a, a pro challenge for a few races too in between weekends, so I I was asking for it, right? So. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, now before we even go any further, I want to thank everyone for submitting their fan questions. Um, every Sunday, make sure you guys tune into our Facebook, Instagram pages, and to see who will who our guests will be this week, and uh, submit your questions when when it's queued up. Uh, for and we of course we want to thank Jay for taking the time and answering those questions tonight. Right on. Sounds good. Can I? Uh, uh, you think? people here tonight or what absolutely man i wasn't even done yet i was just saying thing like i was just wrapping up our segment for that that's all all right no no like i mean if i take a minute to do it now i i want to absolutely i want to thank obviously my mom for being who she was and the reason why i got into these and i appreciate you giving me the platform to do this on it's it, i'm very privileged uh, I, and i thank you um my dad who's still with us he was out there every week supporting me and the team and um, my girlfriend Julia uh, helping out. She was always there uh, doing anything we needed to do. My pick crew guy Ryan Torella. That guy uh, learned a lot this year himself. Obviously, us being new to the, the series, learned a lot. Um, also, Ron Easton. I, I wouldn't be able to do it without Ron. This guy has been uh, a rock for me. Uh, repairing my car, helping me out whenever I needed. Uh, this guy's incredible. Uh, spotters that I had: Dave Lacey and AJ Pacetti. And all the drivers, 
uh, for all the support this year. It's um, you guys are what makes the club. So if any of you guys are listening to this podcast later on, I, I really appreciate it. It's a huge reason, um, including yourself, John, why this club is what it is. Um, the drivers are amazing and the atmosphere is amazing. Congrats to TJ uh, for his championship and for uh, my friend Scott Tonelli, I won rookie of the year. Well-deserved. So, uh, I appreciate it very much. That's awesome. And, you know, I, because you and Scott were like, first of all, both Joe media drivers, I didn't care who won rookie of the year, but I was just, I, I really hoped it was really close. And I think it ended up being pretty, not close per se, but I see at least decently. Like, I think you were what one spot away from each other. Yeah. He was fourth. I finished fifth. Yep. You know what? I, Y'all had a great season. Both of you guys had a great season. It was great to see both of you guys improve um, all year long. Uh, I, I Man, I can't, I can't thank the whole club enough for everything that they do, especially like all the drivers who came out each week, for especially for allowing me to put my GoPro. Because, <laughs> you know, my GoPros have the damn curse on them. <laughs> <laughs> You put it on mine one time. It didn't do anything, so I was all right. So I I know we 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 shot a whole promo video throughout the entire day. We did. Um, which I got to thank my buddy over at Vision Twenty Studios for putting that together. I think he did a hell of a job. And I think next year, uh, I think next year I'm going to have to send him some more work. By the sounds of it, so. Yeah, we're hoping to have uh, we're hoping to have some um, race night sponsors for every race next year. So we're currently working on that. I'm hoping to be a part of that. So help grow the club, and yeah, it should be a it should be a good venture on that. Absolutely. Um, before we get before we kick you off the show for the night, I do want to talk. You you just brought up it, and I meant to bring it up earlier. You on our off weekends, you were out there driving the number forty three Ontario Pro Challenge. Correct. <laughs> How the hell did that deal come about for you? Uh, so, and it's coincidence with the number, just to, just, to, <laughs> well, it's total coincidence with the numbers. So, um, my daughter was racing in carts at the Waterloo Regional Car Club, and she had some interest in getting in the cars, possibly in the near future. So, I thought, well, let's see if we can put a deal together to run some pro challenge part time, uh, get myself in the seat for a few races, get her some practice time, seat time, and then get her in the car uh, near the end of the year. Um, so her progress is kind of stalled a little bit and that's okay. It just takes time. So yeah, ended up being me in the seat. I think it was four races this year. So um, uh, yeah, on our off weekends on the CVMs, I got into those things and uh, yeah, those are handful too. Those are fun. Different, not, not a CVM different. <laughs> yeah. They're a lot of fun though. They're, they're, they're quick. They're, they're quick. Oh Yeah. That the CVMs and the Pro Challenge have been always the two divisions I've always like drawn myself to. If I had the money, it, it would either be CVMs or Pro Challenge, and those would be one of the cards I would pick. Um, I just think both of them are just absolutely just incredible machines. Yeah, like I mean, the the Pro Challenge is more uh, obviously they run on slicks, right? So yep. they're, they're hooked up and. Uh, they just hold the track. The, I guess if you, I guess they'd feel more like a, a cart, just because a cart's so hooked up because they run slicks too. But, um, really fun to drive. Um, different, different. A lot of fun. 
met great people. Um, thank Tim Norris for that opportunity. Um, to, I was driving his car. So uh, that club is well run. Uh, it was a, a great experience to be part of uh, that, uh, that group. Um, great people running those cars. So that was a real, uh, real good time. What was the, uh, what was the biggest difference obviously between a CVM and the pro challenge for as a rookie for getting even into both cars this year? It was the, 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 the pro challenge you're, you're sitting on the track low in the car, um, very sleek, uh, more like uh, very streamlined where the CVM is very like gruff, volatile, uh, angry, uh, loud, a um, little bit more, a uh, little bit more freewheeling, more aggressive. There's a reason why we have metal bumpers on those uh, CVMs, right? So a little bit more touch and go where the uh, pro challenge, um, not so much touching, right? They'll fire realized bodies and they tend to, not want to there's really no no need to really touch anybody so a little bit more i don't want to say clean but a little more non-contact racing yeah there yeah all right well i think that's good i think i've unless there's anything else you can think of uh i think i've covered pretty much everything i wanted to talk about tonight well i i like honestly i really appreciate you having me out here um i am going to abuse this time on the air and i'm just going to just thank um, I wouldn't be able to do this without them. Well, like my sponsors this year, like our uh, company I work for and my boss, uh, Tyrone, uh, Wild One Day Painting, Kitchener Waterloo, a uh, huge reason I can race. Uh, they're obviously you've seen my car, so their logos all over the car, right? Yep. Uh, sure. Paint, uh, Dominion Lending, uh, Jason Howe, and then the Executive Properties, Racing Stuff, Ron Easton, uh, AM Plumbing. Epic Racewear, Lovano Salon, and WMKL Accountants. So those are all my sponsors that uh, believed in me and gave me a chance to to um, do something I always dreamed of doing. And um, it, it's without them, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I thank them all. I really appreciate it. Look at that. I didn't even have to cue you up either on that. You you knew exactly where I was going with that. <laughs> I- well. I- I wouldn't be able to do it without them. It's uh, no, hundred percent. Usually, yeah. usually, I'm the one who's just like, "Is yeah. there anyone you want to thank for getting you here tonight?" And then they just ramble on about five minutes about every, you know, their mom, their grandma, their dogs. Their... Yeah. Like, like I mean, it's racing isn't cheap. Like it's hundred uh, percent. It's you know, it's it's not. It's really not just rich people racing. It's it takes a lot of work and effort and people that support you and. Um, yeah, like for all the, the companies and people I mentioned, it's uh, they're the ones that make it happen. Absolutely. Well, of course, Jay, we want to thank you for uh, stopping by tonight, even though it was very last minute for us to get you lined up on our, uh, as a guest this week. Um, I, I We had a great conversation with you, and I got to thank you so much for jumping on with us. Uh, but once we kind of let go here, just hold on on the line for two seconds. Sure. And I'll give you some more information, but, but Jay, thank you so much for joining us this week on the true North racing podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. I appreciate having me here and uh, hopefully we can do it again one day. Thanks. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, guys. That was Jay Pepin driver, the number 43 young drivers can even modified. We want to thank Jay for being our last minute sub in here for, uh, for this week's show. Um, 
it was great to talk to him. I knew he had a little bit of a carding background. Didn't know how much, but it was glad to, I was happy to be able to dive into that a little bit more and talk to him about that. Uh, it was so cool to hear how he actually got involved in the CVMs. I didn't know he actually knew the Murdochs and they kind of helped him bring him in, which is awesome to see. Um, man, before, so after we stopped recording the, his, uh, the guest spot, he did, uh, he did mention that he forgot to see Joe media in uh, his list of sponsors, which is fine. Um, I, I, I thank him for being a great ambassador, Joe media throughout the 2022 season. And uh, he, like I said, he finished second to, to Scott Tonelli in the uh, final standings and in for the rookie of the year title. So uh, man, great year. Great to get to know him. Uh, I've known Jay all year, got to talk to him. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, he is, his progress throughout the 2022 season was incredible. If you watched him each week, he got better. He was listening to his spotters. Uh, usually I was about within 10, 15 feet of his spotter so I could hear them talk to him. Uh, they were definitely between Dave Lacey and, uh, AJ Pacetti. They were giving him some great advice throughout the entire nights. Um, but yeah. It's going to be awesome seeing him back in 2023. <laughs> wow. 2023 next year um, back with the CVMs and uh, hopefully uh, we can see him progress more and get better and maybe battle for more top fives and top threes. Um, <clears throat> it would be cool to get him onto our top three, uh, our podium finishers for the, uh, for the future racing next year. Uh, next week is autumn colors. You guys, Man, the last race of the season is already upon us. Frostoberfest has, has set their has uh, their sun has set on it. Um, I saw that this past week that Sunset is unable to finish their um their end of year racing, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be next weekend is gonna be absolutely insane weekend out at Peterborough Speedway for Autumn Colors. Um. If you are one, a racer in any of the divisions that are running, make sure you guys get out there, go support, uh, the go, go out there and get supporting Peterborough Speedway for everything they're, they're doing. If you have never been to Peterborough Speedway for autumn colors, I highly suggest it. I've never been, but from the stories I've heard, it is one hell of a weekend out there just by, um, just the, the amount of racing that happens. So get out there, go support. Uh, next weekend, we are going to be off because due to, you know, not due to anything, but, uh, uh, we will be, uh, next weekend because of, uh, Thanksgiving, we will not be recording an episode, but we will be, uh, uh, we're probably going to take the rest of the month off. Uh, we're going to come back in November and, uh, yeah, we'll see what, uh, we're going to see what goes on from there. Uh, we are probably going to go into our full-time news thing next, starting the next time we talk to you guys, but, uh, we're going to be lining up some new guests here. We're going to be doing a champions episode here very soon. That'll probably be our first, uh, episode back as a champions episode. So if you are a champion in Ontario or anywhere, let us know. We're going to get you on for 10 minutes. Talk about quickly, briefly about your 2022 season where you won uh and all this stuff and yeah 
So if you are a champion in motorsports this year in 2022, reach out to us. We want to get you on our champ- champions episode for this year. Uh, we, you can message us on Facebook and Instagram at Jomo Media. Uh, contact us through our website, jomomedia.ca. Um, and yeah, that's other than that, guys, I got nothing else for you because oh, it's so sad because the racing season is almost done. We're working already on 2023. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long, long off season, but it's gonna be short because as uh, I always say, the racing season is never over. You got the race season, and you got preparations, and a lot of us are starting into our preparations already for 2023. My myself, I already am. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it, guys. So let's get let's get out of here for the night. Thank you guys for listening to the True North Racing Podcast. Brought to you by Joe Media and Promotions. Stay up to date on everything going on with Joe Media by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to us on Apple, Anchor, Apple, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and now YouTube to keep up to date on all the latest content for Joe Media. I'm John Morrison. Thank you guys for listening to the True North Racing Podcast. We'll see you guys soon. Bye now. True North Racing. Let's go.